Welcome back to another edition of Stockport County Live. It's the first edition of the season when Stockport County are top of the table. Uh, County on a roll, Chris, and you love to see it. You do love to see it. Chesterfield away last weekend, Chesterfield at home this weekend, different competitions, but um, you do love to see County top of the league. What a job they've been doing. Yeah, absolutely immense. As as we said before, you know, they as well as um, you know, putting teams to the sword, they've all one of the things that we've really highlighted is that really they're really good at solving problems on the pitch. And even then, you know, when they go behind or, you know, when teams pull a goal back, they're um, they're, they're solving those issues. So it's uh, you know it. There's so much positivity at the club, and and so many reasons why County are top of the league. Yeah, um, we've you know we've said it for a long time. Jim Gannon is a a master tactician. He, he's he's got plans within plans within plans. You know he he can move to plan B, C, D, whatever. He can move the team around. He's got players that are fluid. They can move to different positions, and we're seeing that already at the start of this season. It's no surprise to see County doing so well. It's even better to see him at the top of the table. And we've got uh, our first special guest of the season. We've got Ash Palmer on tonight and great to have him on after we were bigging him up last week. So you can interview Ash Palmer now. I'll bring him straight in. Ash Palmer, look at that. Seamless. Move straight into the flow. Ash Palmer, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's a um, bit of a new look, Stockport County Live. So it's a bit of an honour for us to to kick off with yourself. You've been at County now for a couple of seasons through the promotion, through the transition. Yeah. I want to speak a little bit about all that um, coming up, but let's start with Chesterfield. Um, another good win, another win on the road, and we're top of the table. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good as well that we could um, showcase what we're about on BT and obviously the games have been streamed and stuff, but for it to be live, like I said, live on BT and for more people to see it was a good opportunity for us. And yeah, we got a good result. What's it like playing on national television, especially at a time where there's no fans there, so you're getting that extra kind of spotlight on you on, on the TV? What's that like? Um, to be honest, I don't think it's any different. Well, I, I try not to let it affect me, but I think in terms of there's a little bit more not, don't tell me how to word it, things that you wouldn't normally see, so obviously there'll be more cameras there than usual. Little things like that, really. But apart from that, I think it, most of the boys have played on TV before and, and they're used to it, so I don't think it's a massive issue. Chesterfield provided quite a stern test. Uh, you know, we, we watched the game on TV and uh, the first 20 minutes, half an hour, County looked really, really good, really strong, almost untouchable. Chesterfield got themselves back into the game and they proved to be quite a challenge until, obviously, we've, we've gone on to get the winner. Yeah, I mean, they're an experienced side and... The players that they've got, they've got good, good, um, good individual players, um, and we knew what they were about. We've done a zone work on them throughout the week. We knew what to expect, and they really did disappoint with, with the big man up front. But yeah, we um, we weathered the storm and came strong in the second half. I think it was only a matter of time before before we got the winner. Is the team of the guys finding the feet? The new guys that have come in, and and obviously they they look like they're gelling. But what's it like on the inside? Are they are those relationships forming? Yeah, I think they are. And we were back quite early. I don't know if you know, but we came back pre-season 20th of July, um, which weren't an issue. So obviously everyone had so long off, so they were, they were itching to get back. But I think that that time that we've had with each other, it's helped us a lot. So the new lads gelling, and even some of the boys that signed last season, like the Hogs, Lewis uh, and Benno, 
they were there last season, but we don't only had a week or two, and then we got locked down, so it was good for them to, to gel with the boys again. Everybody was start, so I think it's paying off. I think I think it's good. Tell, tell me what you think about this. I think it's it's great to see that look, these new players have come in. Look, they're, they're playing really well. They're showcasing what they're about and why they've been brought in. But what I like to see is the players that Jim has had previously, like yourself, like Sam, like Adam Thomas, who are in many ways game changers or game definers. You know, Adam Thomas has come on against Halifax, scored an unbelievable goal. Sam Minahan has got man of the match on BT Sport away at Chesterfield. You're the guys that, that that have been there throughout this journey. It's nice to see that it's not a case of overhaul everyone out, everyone in. The the, the, the boys are still doing themselves proud. Yeah, I think I think you've got to going forward. You've got to keep a continuity within the club, whether it's on the field or off it. And I think the new owners and people behind the scenes have tried to do that and keep as many people as they can, obviously, to try and get better and move forward. So yeah, it's got still got a core group of players that have been with Jim for the last few years and have done well for him and continuing to do so now. Uh, one, one, one quick question before I bring in uh, Matty Moumer, you know, um, special guest host this evening. Um, Chesterfield again this weekend. Um, just talk to us a little bit about how, it's, how it is in a, in a double header. Can you take any lessons from the other game? It's a cup competition, not a league game. Does that make it a bit different? Just from your perspective, what's going through your mind in the build-up? Uh, you've got to draw on the experiences from last Saturday, definitely. Um, then they had a game Tuesday, so the gaffer will be giving us a little bit tomorrow on how that game went for them and what they did do and what they didn't do. And got to prepare around. But like I said, it's a cup game, so you never know. They may approach it differently, but I think we've just got to do what we do and try and get into the next round. Do, do any battles ever, do, do any little battles ever carry on? If, if you and their centre forward have, have had a little niggle on the pitch or anything like that, do you remember it? And carry it into the next game, or is it is it just clean slate? Uh, you can get cased up, but um, I know Big Dent. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday, and he's giving me a little bit of stick from last week and saying get ready for Saturday and sort of stuff like that. So it's a little bit of banter, but yeah, that that does go on, and he'll be wanting to get them a win on Saturday, I'm sure. Uh, like I say, I want to bring in um, our guest host here, and if if my technology works. Which it does, Matty Mainwaring, great friend of the show, now part of the show. Matty, good evening. How are you doing, pal? You okay? We're all good. We were even better. We were actually texting each other, weren't we, on, the, yeah. on Saturday while the game was going on. Even better following that game. It, it, it must be great for you seeing these guys kick on and, and get back to the kind of levels that, that we know they can be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, um, Ash, congratulations on such a fantastic start. The morale must be booming around the place at the moment um, I know firsthand we were talking about this Chris weren't we last last time I was on I know firsthand what three points does to to, to a club and a, and a sort of team's morale so you know it, it can it can dominate your week whether it goes one way for you or the other way so it must be brilliant for you at the moment um, great sight to see the lads at the top of the league um, where we belong no two ways about it where we belong four wins on the spin going into Saturday you must have all the confidence in the world yeah, I think things things not to get complacent, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's cliche, you've got, you've got to take every game as it comes and I think it might be a bit of a welcome distraction from the league on Saturday. We've been the cup with them. We've got a massive game on Tuesday as well, so just keep ticking them off. Yeah, definitely. I just, I just want to ask a quick question. Obviously, both of you guys have got 
great experience working with, with Jim Gannon in, in diff, different times and different stages. But I, I want to ask you specifically first, Ash, you've been with the club, like we mentioned a moment ago, through this this period of transition. You know, you've, you've gone through the, the part-time structure into the full-time. What's that been like working with Jim going through that transition? I want to ask you about your career in a moment because you, you personally have made the flip. But yeah. as a club, as a whole, what's it been like going through that? Um, I think, I think good. Obviously, have you seen the facility we've got at Carrington? I seen you last week, didn't I? And I think, yeah, everyone, everyone buzzing and relishing, relishing the chance. You know what I mean? Like me and the other part-time lads were reaching at the chance to go full-time anyway. And the gaffer as well, he, he's going to have more time to implement what he wants to do and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's a positive step for everyone. And and you personally, just just talk to us a little bit about how your part time setup was and how it's how it's different now. Yeah, I worked in a school, and to be fair, when when I got the job in school, I was dead up with them and said football is my priority sort of thing. And they were they were very good with me in terms of letting me finish early to get to away games. And when we're travelling on Friday, they give me time off, so I couldn't ask for any more. And I think be quite oh got to be with an employee that is understanding of that or else it doesn't work. Um, so I was fortunate enough for that. And obviously when the opportunity came in the summer to go full time it was a no brainer. Did you ever find yourself mind on one job while you were working on the other? No. Thinking no. about what's going on now? No. no. Never. <laughs> Let me bring you in here, Matty, because we were just saying before we came on, you, you play football amongst doing other things. When you mm-hmm. see this transition at the club, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm kind of setting you up for an easy answer here, but just it's good to hear both of your perspectives. Would there be a better man to take us through this transition than Jim Gannon? I mean, someone who, who can literally plan every detail that he, that he needs to, to go from part-time the hybrid, as he referred it to it, and then the full-time. Yeah, no, I mean, if you asked him honestly, whilst he was part-time, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd say prefer to be full-time and that that's just the gaffer's <laughs> mentality all around. I think his attention to detail, I said this to you a while ago, I'm, I'm not sure how he's still married, you know, he lives and breathes the game. Um, he's a full-time manager and I remember from my time um, at, at County at the time, I was thinking, how have, we, how have we got all this man as a manager? You know, he can do this job anywhere in the country at any level. Um, and that's what we've got in the gaffer. So I think for him to be part-time, it's a waste of his talent as a manager. And I think the preparation that he puts into games, like Ash was saying there, we'll, they'll be in tomorrow, the lads talking about Chesterfield, talking about their Tuesday night game, um, weighing up what sort of system they, they went with, what lads were on the pitch. Was, was it the same lads as weekend? You know, they'll be going over that and... Um, Planning for Saturday because Saturday is a whole new ball game again. You know, it's nil nil from the start again, and these lads are going to be going to be looking to get revenge. Basically, is, is that about right? Ash, you think has Jim overseen that kind of transition? Have you seen that that in him? Yeah, like I like just said, then it'd be wasted part time. He would like the attention to details. Might have experienced it, and all the lads that have worked with him will say the same about it. He lives and breathes it, so. It's good that he's got the opportunity to go full time. Just um, just before we let you go, Ash, it's it's been a bit of a special week for you personally as well, or, or last week with the nomination um, for an award that I think has, has recognised you as a player. I remember speaking to you in your first few weeks at County, and you were saying you were you were really keen to show what you could do, improve as a player, improve as 
as a team player and your own game, and you've been recognised with 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 a nomination for quite a special award. Yeah, the, the Northwest Northwest Conference Player of the Year, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not really about the individual awards. I know I've done well last year with, with those and stuff, but I think you've got to, as a player, you've got to see the bigger picture and what the team wants to do. And if other, other things come, then happy days, isn't it? But it's not the BLM, or it is nice. Though, is, so is, it, is Ash being too modest, Emma? Shall we? Uh... Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You, you milk it, Ash. Milk it. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must say, I must say, you know, we we've seen your development at County over the last few years, and the, the way you've made the yes, the transition from part time to full time, but your own game, the relationships you formed with Jordan Keane more recently, Liam Hogan, that you know Ben Hinchliffe behind you, Sam Minahan, all these other players that that are around you. I think it's um, a thoroughly well deserved nomination. I think that the, the award itself couldn't couldn't go to a better player, and when you walk out. Maybe not at the moment, but in, in usual circumstances, and you hear those county fans singing the songs that you, you know they sing about you with the hats and everything else. I'm not going to put you on the spot and embarrass you with it, but <laughs> it must give you an, an immense feeling of pride. Yeah, I mean, since I joined, the fans have been unbelievable. Um, I've said to the boys at the weekend that like, it's just a shame with what's going on at the minute. Like, it'd have been rocking at Chesterfield on Saturday when we scored, like, little things like that you miss, and hopefully they'll be back in soon rather than later. It's a big game uh, on Saturday. A lot to to prepare for. Is it, are we done now with with training for the week? Is it just you get there, last team talk from the gaffer, and away we go? No, train tomorrow. Um, normally on Friday mornings or the day before a game, we have um, a video session to look at their strengths and weaknesses, and then we'll go out on the field and and try and put that into practice on what we want to do tomorrow. So can't just relax just. Yet. Excellent stuff. Well, listen, Ash, it's been a treat to have you on. Congratulations on the personal award, the team, everything at the moment. Should we just say congratulations for everything at the moment? Because you're just winning. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ash. I'm going to call technical ability again and bring in Martin back to the conversation. Um, yeah. Martin, Ash, Ash Palmer. Um, Ash Palmer, absolutely fantastic. I, I don't know if he's the best player in the Northwest. <clears throat> in non-league but I do know for certain that he is 10 times better player than when he arrived from Geisley and that and you're talking about Jim Gannon and you're talking about that transition team and I think that tells you everything you need to know that guy gets better and better all the time and he's a true leader and it's so important to the team and, and what they're doing at the moment yeah I think I think you touched on it as you speak speaking to him um there, Matty, he, he should milk it. I mean, as a player, the, the, the career is short, you know. Um, we've seen him in, in an even shorter amount of time, you know, improve his game personally uh, as part of the team. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I got that kind of award, you've got to put your hand up and I think just enjoy it. Maybe not walk around uh, and put it in everyone's face, but you've got to enjoy the moment, haven't you? Of course you have, yeah. I mean, um, great, great moments are few and far between in football. You have you have good times and you have bad times, but the, the really good times on a personal level as well. You know, it's a short career, like you've just said, it the nail on the head. So it's they they have to be milked. You know, they they stories they 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 stories to tell when you when it's all said and done. So why would you not? You know, like you say, don't go over the top. You know, it's still jobs to be done every weekend and midweek games. But I'd lap that up absolutely. So can I ask you both what you see happening on Saturday? So obviously it's a cup game, you know, as 
as you said, Matt, it's nil nil again. You know, you've got to go again. But as Ash said, he's you know he, he knows what as he called him Big Dents, Tom Denton. He knows he's a tough opponent. They're both Yorkshiremen, so they're obviously. I looked on Wikipedia; they've never actually played together, but um, they know each other very well. So I think that's going to be a key battle. But what do you see happening in the game? Do you want to go, Chris, or do you want me to? <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would. Um, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, Jim Jim Gannon in in the last few weeks, we've seen substitutes come on and win the game. You know, we, we saw Adam Thomas do it against Halifax. Uh, we saw Alex Reid come on and do it um, against Dover, and we've seen Alex Reid come on uh, and do it again against Chesterfield. So the immediate changes does does Alex Reid start, or is it a case of maybe it's not the actual person taking nothing away from Alex, who, who's been nothing short of fantastic since coming on, but is it the fact that the, the gaffer has this ability to change the game because he's got really deep squad now? You know, he can completely change things up with 20 minutes left to go. So... If I'm Jim, if I'm serious about progressing in this tournament, which you, you best believe he is, um, I probably probably predict the same or very similar lineup. As much as Alex Reed might not like to see it, given that he's come on and been so effective in two games, but why would you change it? Yeah, I mean, um, I agree completely, and I think from what from what I've seen of the Chesterfield game, this is my opinion. I think that's the strongest outfit we've played. Uh, and I think I think they're going to be in the mix with us at the end of the season. Um, if you look at the game compared to the other, the other games of this season, it's the first, I think it's the first occasion where they finished on top um, and we were sort of defending our lead. It's normally been the other way around. We spoke about it. Dover was the same. 0-0, 3-0. second half. Chesterfield, all right, we, we got the win. We deserved the win. But they were having a goal back at the end. They were trying to level things up. I think they're going to come here and they're not going to they're not going to roll over. I think they're going to, you know. I think at this point, especially with the backing we've had, um, the chairman Gaffer, they're going to want to go places in the FA Cup. No two ways about it. And they're going to be exactly the same. So I think, yeah, you talk about uh, uh, having a strong squad. He's going to need one. I think the Gaffer to progress, he's going to need one. It's a lot of football over eight ten months. He's going to need a strong squad. Um, it. It's the first time in a while, isn't it? With all due respect to, to the to the players of previous seasons who've delivered fantastic things and everything else, for the first time, you genuinely believe the club could make a statement with a bit of a cup run because we've got you know, the squad has notably got stronger. Yeah. So, what's to stop us? You know, third round maybe it could happen. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. said it last week. Imagine a Premier League club in the third round. I mean, that's just. And we all said we love the third round. I love the third round. You know, see those those giant kills, those battles, even when it's not a giant killer. And to see those clubs that you've never even heard of battle their way through to the third round, I absolutely love it. On the um, Alex Reid point, again, it, it comes back to this thing that Jim has finally got a squad that he wants. And these days, and the way Jim plays the game, it's a squad game. So, you know, Alex won't be, hopefully won't be looking at it like I'm not in the first eleven. He's looking at it, I'm there on Saturday and I've got a part to play. And I'm sure that any anybody who's there any given Saturday, that's the way that Jim is having them look at the games. I've, both, I've silenced <laughs> you both of that excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen, Matty will know better than I will. Um, but Matty, in your in your experience, when, when, when Jim in particular is looking at his squad, 
looking at those games. He's he said it to us on on you know I've lost count how many times about it's not the eleven that, that start the game, it's the eleven that finish. There's other you know there's other ways he'll talk about it. Bringing it, it's a thirteen man game, not an eleven man game, or or whatever. Kind of when it, when you look at those players, I mean he's still got players to come back from injury who he brought in who haven't started yet, and they're going to have a play. Jordan Williams. You know it looks. At, Looks fantastic in preseason. He's not not had any minutes yet, so he's going to have something to say. Niall Bell is going to want something to say when he gets a, a chance up front. So, you know, he'll be looking at that squad, and you will know better than I will. He's going to be he's going to have a plan for every single one of those. Of course, he is. Yeah, I mean, from my experience, and this this goes on all over the country, all over the world. I think managers look at unless you're in a sort of a, a side with unlimited money, like your Man Cities or your Barcelona's or Real Madrid, you're going to look at the month's fixtures, and you're going to look at how many points can we pick up in that month? Anything above that is a bonus. In order to do that, you need a squad. You need a squad of, uh, you know, 16 to 19 strong players. You need two outside the squad that are trying to break onto the bench that keeps the lads on the bench on the toes. The lads on the bench keep the lads on, on the pitch on the toes. And, and that's how it is. And I think everyone's a cog in the wheel. They're all going to serve the purpose throughout the course of the season. And I think it's healthy competition. Yeah, that's a... Uh... An excellent point. Um, so do you think another thing about modern football, about there being no crowds, is does home and away have an effect? I think it slightly does because you still have an edge that you're playing at home, your chest puffed out a bit more, you know, you've, you you want to defend your territory, all those kind of old-fashioned things. But I think there's a, a bit of a truth in that. So I still think you do slightly have an edge at home. Would you agree, Matty? Yeah, I would. I would. I don't think it's as much of an edge now. I think we're seeing that with the score lines uh, being a lot sort of wider, a lot more goals, like you said last time round. Um, but I think there is still an edge. You've got to consider the travel. Some clubs are coming up from the bottom of the country back up to the north. Uh, that's got to take a little bit out of the side. Um, we, you know, when when you you're at county, you've got the home comforts. I, I had home comforts, comforts of living twenty five minutes away, twenty minutes away. So there is an edge. Um, I, it just brings me to what I was thinking earlier. Imagine the. Imagine the crowds at the moment winning four games on the spin. Could have been five with Torquay with the better side. Going into three home games, we'd have been hitting the 8,000s, wouldn't we? Um, we'd have been in the 8,000s. But it's one of those things. I still think, like the Dover game, again, we said it before, we seem to finish with, with momentum. And it's always been the same since I've been involved with County. Second half of the game, we've been pushing on at the Cheetland. Even though it's an empty Cheetland, I don't know what it is. Is it a mental thing? I don't know, but... I think I still think that edge is there, yeah, to an extent, yeah. One, 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 one thing we've we've kind of touched on, but not properly, is that that man Tom Denton, and I get the impression that he's he's the kind of player that almost thrives on being the away player. Do you know what I mean? He he, he thrives on being. He's a big, big unit of a guy, very tall, very strong, very powerful. Getting, to be fair, he's getting on. He, I don't know exactly. Probably mid thirties, late mid to late thirties now. So he's he's an old fox, if you like. And and the fact that he's texting the defenders, you know, trying to get in the head, trying to get that little kind of tug of war going already. For me, he's the kind of player that, yeah, okay, there are some home comforts to take, and I can appreciate them. But at the same time, you can never be too comfortable with a guy like him up against you. No, not at all. He's a he's a big fella, uh, and he's gonna he's a good outlet for any side at this level. Definitely. So you can never be comfortable. <laughs> Spot on. You've got to. You've got to be on it. Yeah, he's a big. He's a big lad. He towered above everyone on the pitch at the at the, at the, week, at the last game the weekend. So, yeah, I think I think he's going to be a big part of the Gaffers um, prep 
definitely. His his name has come up so many times, hasn't it, Martin? Over over the years, you know, I, I've been kind of just waiting to hear probably three or four times over the last few years. County signed Denton, or <laughs> you, you know, County take Denton on loan or something. That you know, it's probably not going to happen um, now. But a few years ago, you know, that that would not have surprised you at all. He was a very in demand striker. And um, I think he relishes it. I think he loves coming in. How many times have we seen him for these different clubs just pop up and have a say? If it's getting a goal, if it's just just being that thorn in the side all game that leads to something, he's just he just has that presence. Yeah, he's exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. He is. He's been a constant thorn in the side. He's thirty-one, by the way, which is probably is why. It? Yeah, <clears throat> but that's probably that makes me kind of... feel old. You're in trouble, Chris. <laughs> I'm in the gantry on Saturday. I don't think he can reach me up there. He's big, but he's not that big. <laughs> but that is um, probably why you know one of the reasons why you know he, he wouldn't necessarily be in the frame. But but he, he will. Uh, you know, we've talked about you know what people having something to say. That's our cliche for the night. He'll have something to say on Saturday. But I'm sure I shall relish that. You know, you know, you know better than us, Matty. Coming up against players that you that you respect just gives you another edge in the game because you wanna you wanna best them you wanna put yourself against the best in in your arena. Of course you do, yeah. I mean, if you do a job on a on a talked about striker like that, who's as big as he is and who's who's the nuisance that he is on a pitch, you do it. It's going to give you massive confidence going into the rest of the season, uh, and and you know bigger clubs will be looking at you if you can take care of somebody like that. Did um, did you ever get texts from players? Like the week leading up to playing, well, I'll see you on the pitch, big boy, anything like this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably good friends or, or at least friends outside of the outside of football. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard not to. When some, some, something's looming like that, it's, it's hard not to, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I mean, looking on Wikipedia, I think they were born in two town, towns that are about 10 miles apart. So yeah. they obviously yeah, they obviously knew each other when they were young and stuff. So um so that's that's great. So I'll just wrap up on Saturday by asking you both for a prediction on the score. Chris, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two nil counter. A goal a goal in each half. That's what I'm gonna go. Am I, am I allowed to say the same? Not if you wanna be if you wanna have any fun in this um podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um I, I'm I'm gonna risk the wrath. And I'm going to say Chesterfield. Chesterfield are going to score. So I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say three-one. I think we will be a little bit better than we were last week, but I still think Chesterfield is strong enough to score. So I'm going to go with three-one. That's a I safe agree bet. with you. Yeah, safe yeah. <laughs> I agree. The county will be better, but there's a chance yeah. Chesterfield will be better. So yeah. I'm going to stick yeah. with the repeat score of two-one. Yeah. So we um we finish the show every week with just another look at kind of maybe the big news in football and Chris is calling it broken news because it's news that's already broken so it's not breaking and probably the the biggest headline of the week was uh, a mooted European Super League um, what are your feelings on that Matty? Well we should, can I just say before we do I should apologise to Matty because I've not told him that was coming not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what to think to be perfectly honest Um is it required? I don't know. Is it required? Is it? Is it not? Is it adding a lot more games to the mix? I, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you what I think. And obviously, it's only going to work if it's a separate thing. Do you know what I mean? So if you, you if mean you, if you play, no, no. Oh, if you don't play in the Premier League, or you don't, oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah. then it's a separate league. So you play in that, and yeah. then the Premier League becomes a different thing. To yeah. me, you know, is it? I don't know. Is it a power grab from certain clubs? I don't know. But to me, if it means it's a league outside of the Premier League and the the top teams go into it, mm. to me that might be a good thing because the one problem that football in this country has had, as good as it is, is the Premier League. The Premier League sucks up all the money. You know, those deals are ridiculous. It's really difficult for those teams that are yo-yo up and down. So if it means that, if it means that, you know, top four, top six, whatever, go into that and it instead makes the of. Premier League instead of, yeah, 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 I can see that that would might make the Premier League and therefore the championship a bit better. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Listen, so I'm guessing that all three of us had very similar dreams when we were when we were youngsters and Massey, um, fair play to you for, for realising that and, and getting, yeah, getting on Emmerdale, you mean, Chris? <laughs> no, I mean, getting out and playing <laughs> professionally. And I just think this idea of a European Premier League, does that take, does that make the dream seem that little bit further away? Do you know? I mean, when Leicester, when Leicester won the league the other year, uh, well, pretty much every neutral fan in the country wanted that to happen. You know, they all. Nobody wanted to see City win it again. Nobody wanted to see Chelsea or to, maybe some people Tottenham, but but really, it was Leicester that people wanted. And if you lose that, if you go into this big six European whatever, then every year it's going to be one of the big six or a Real Madrid, or Bayern Munich. Do, do you know what I mean? A different country's equivalent. And I just think that that ten-year-old kid, you know, when whoever it is who's kicking the ball around on a park, they're that much further away. From playing at the top level, for me, it's it's probably a step that's not needed. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good point. I mean, people complain about uh, people that are not involved in football complain about the money that, that these lads are on at the very top level, or even football league level or championship level. But it's they earn the money. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of sacrifice from being a young lad. And, and I agree with what you're saying. You're pushing the dream further and further away. I personally. If he had to push me for an answer, I'd probably say it's not required. Uh, it's not necessary. And I think the Premier League is special enough. The top flights across the Europe are special enough. You know, the Syria, the, the La Liga, probably not required. Maybe if you could sort of do it on a, on a World Cups type basis, once every four years, get them all together um, in the off-season, possibly. But it's adding X amount of games to the mix where clubs, I know they've got unlimited money, some clubs, but the they struggle for injuries as it is and stuff and struggle to get foot. And it's almost taking the, 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 the limelight off domestic domestic football, really. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's if I had to be pushed, that's what I would say. I think so. Are we in, are we in two to one agreement <laughs> when we put our our votes forward to FIFA or whoever? Is that us saying we're not we're going to tip board? it? Yeah, well, mine was very, with with very very strict conditions as to what would what would happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's um, that's taken us to just over half an hour. So I think we've had a really good, really good chat tonight. Uh, come on, County on Saturday. That's been your County Stockport County live for this week. We'll see you again next time. Cheers, Matty. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, boys.